This, this, this is, is, Fight Disciples. Okay, welcome to episode 124 of the Fight Disciples podcast. I'm here live on location at Team Calborn in Liverpool with the main man, the welterweight finisher, Darren Till, who was finally, after all these appeals, got added to the UFC Rotterdam card in a couple of weeks. You're looking well, mate, apart from that horrible cold sore on your lip. You're looking nice and strong. I feel good, mate. Uh, the cold sore, I was just, I've had a cold for the past three days. Just haven't trained. Uh, I've been fucking struck down with a virus. So it's my first day back today, yesterday, sorry. So I'll just continue with things for the camp, innit, for the fight, three and a half weeks away. Are you uh, where you would like to be kind of thing in your camp? Do you have certain stages that you like to hit yourself along the way? Yeah, because like, it hasn't been long since my last fight, has it? So it hasn't been long since I've peaked. So like, I'm sort of on on the brink of peaking again in the next two weeks, maybe a week and a half. So I am, I'm exactly where I want to be. I feel fresh, I feel strong. I feel better than I felt for my last fight because my weight's even lower as well. So couple of killers in the gym already you can see Mike Grundy when's his UFC gonna call call gonna come but at the camp itself you've had the right the right teammates the right spar and everything else this is the reason why you came back from Brazil is it not yeah because like as you as you said Nick I remember you saying in one of your podcasts about everyone going to America but like that's that to me is like a bit of an insecurity you know obviously American top teams are amazing you know there's but there's 50 people on a mat and you know it, it's it's hard to, to learn and get what you want want from 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 saying you know it's hard to get what you want with 50 people on the mat because everyone wants attention don't they but here it's like there's a few of us and we all put the work in and obviously in my opinion colin if not it is one of the best co- coaches and you know technical tactical coaches in the world you know his mind for the game so that's basically why i came back just for that and for sparring obviously you know i get great sparring up in here up with tom tom aspinall and that who's a heavyweight he's turned pro now and I get great wrestling rounds in McGrundy and all the other lads here. But to go back to it, Grundy needs to be in the UFC and like soon, don't he, mate? What more does he have to do? He's just beat the he beat the world champion in Japan, Pancras. He's just beat a, a top guy who was meant to be number one in Australia on ACB. You know, he's got a good record. He's fucking no one can beat him. You know, what more does he have to do to prove himself? Completely agree. In, in terms of your own. Uh, situation with the UFC now. You've just signed a new contract, is that right? And how long does that contract run for? Uh, well, it, I said it was a five fight on on on, uh, on Instagram, but it's actually a four fight. So it, it includes this fight and then another three after. You know, so it's a four fight contract, isn't it? And then by the but I've said by the end of this contract, I want to be in title talks and number one contender spots. You know, and I, and I, I feel it's very possible. You know, I feel it's not. It's not not that far away, you know, maybe in the next year, 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 year or two, something like that. You're heading over to Rotterdam in a couple of weeks' time. Is it the first time you've competed in Holland, first time you've been over there, and what do you think of your opponents as well? Yeah, I, I campaign for the fight because, you know, Holland is one of the, 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 the striking, striking, how, how do I say, you know, yeah, mecha of the world. you got, you know, you got Thailand, and for me it's always been Holland, so, you know, all the fans are definitely going to appreciate my striking out there, so I campaign for that. And uh, you know, Bojan, I seen him fight in Sweden. He fought against the uh, what's the lad called in Sweden? He, oh, he knocked out. Nico, yeah, he fought, he fought against Nico. He was losing the fight, and he come back and knocked him out. It was a, you know, he's, he's tough. He's fit. He's, he, he, he likes to strike. He likes to grapple. You know, he, you know, he, he's a good fighter. He's, he's a good opponent for for me. You know. To, to go through, it's. I, I feel like it's going to be another e- easy win, e- easy night for me. You know, he's a southpaw as well, so I, I love fighting against south southpaws. So, you 
you know, that left hand lands this time, I'll be following up with a few combos and making sure, you know, I kill him in there. His background is Mai Tai. I think he started in judo, but he's known as being a, a Mai Tai fighter. Yet his record says that he knows how to finish via submission as well. He's got more submission wins than he's got he's got knockouts. Um, but you see the fight being a stand up battle, definitely. Not really, no. I I, I definitely feel like he's going to shoot for the takedown because. Uh, Everyone thinks they can strike until they get in with me, and then they, they, it's a whole different. I, I bring people into a whole different world, like it, with, with, with regards to distance and how I don't get hit and how I can hit. And, you know, it's just in the first two, two or three minutes, he's gonna try and strike, and he's gonna realize very quick that he can't strike, and he's gonna definitely jump for a takedown. But I'll be stuffing that, and you know, with regards to the submission game, I, I don't think he's really. I don't think he's great on the ground. You know, uh, he's trained with my coach and. Brig in Brazil and Brig said, you know, he wasn't that good and I've seen him when he gets tucked down himself off his back, he doesn't really know what he's doing, so I wouldn't really say a lot about his ground game now. Lots of Rotterdam out the way then. So where are you personally as well? Last time I spoke to you, you were talking about getting your daughter over from Brazil to, to, to get everything sorted here. Is that sorted now or is she coming over after Rotterdam? It's sorted, mate. After Rotterdam she'll be here. My daughter got I got her I was able to get the documents sorted and that and uh, hopefully I'll say before Christmas they'll be here, so that's that's a good thing as well, and it makes you know because I'm missing on a lot now. It's nearly been a year, so yeah. Is that something that that drives you in the gym? Is that something that motivates you, or does that something do you think kind of weighs heavy on your heart a little bit? I don't think about it. Like you know, you get a lot of fighters who, you know, as I've, I've spoke to you before, Nick, they're always you know crying in interviews. I'm away from my family. I'm doing this, and I, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm I I, I was doing this before, Miguel, and obviously it's a little bit more motivation, but. It doesn't weigh heavy on me. I don't go to bed at night. You know, obviously I go to bed thinking about it and, you know, speak to her on FaceTime every day. But it's not something that'll ever affect me. I'm like, I come in the gym, I get my shit done. I fucking try and, you know, I try and be the best in the room every time. I try and train hard every day. And I believe in myself 100% that one day people are going to say I was the greatest fighter that I ever lived. And, you know, that, 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 that's something that I truly believe in. And, you know, whether people believe it or not, I don't give a fuck, to be honest with you, mate. And... You know, my daughter and, and, and her mother, they're out there, you know, I'm missing them, obviously, but it's not something that will ever affect me. I don't let it affect me. You know, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Training's training at the end of the day. What am I going to come in here and do? Cry to Colin. Colin will just punch me in the face, you know what I mean? So that's how it is, mate. These uh, these walls have hosted some talent over the last few years, you know, outside of the UFC, but even in the UFC, you know, Paul Sass, Terry Etten, Paul Kelly, Paul Taylor. Mark Scanlon, you know, we've seen some class on these mats, but with all due respect to those guys, I feel like one or two of them probably didn't live up to the potential they had. You know, we, I thought we definitely had a world champion in there or certainly a title contender. Do you feel a little bit of pressure there that you think, you know what, this gym deserves to have a UFC champion? Well, not pressure, but yeah, like, because I, I st- when I started here, I was like, I used to look, like, I, Terry, Terry forever. I always say I've never got a hero, but if, if I could say a hero, it's Terry, you know. I remember seeing Terry train back in the days, you know, and, and Mark and that, and I remember whoever you spoke to, even yourself, and it, you would say there was at least one world champion in here, and then, you know, it was Terry, you know, whoever ever, you know, every lightweight in the country, as and every welter and middleweight who's trained in here with Terry knows what Terry's about, Terry's probably knocked them all out, like he's dropped me many a times, and, you know, he, he definitely didn't live up to what he was meant to be, in my eyes, you know, I see a guy like Tony Ferguson now, I feel like Teddy could really rip Tony a new arsehole, like he really could beat him. 
and it, you know shit happens Nick you know he, he got sidetracked Mark got sidetracked Paul Sass got sidetracked you know we all know Paul Kelly's situation Paul Taylor just retired you know just too many injuries so you know I'm I'm flying the flag again for Carbon because back in the day Carbon was the, the it gym you know before Conor McGregor came about and everything you know Terry flew the flag for Carbon and Carbon was this and that and it still is but you know obviously we haven't got as many people here than that now but I'm slowly, you know, I, with the help of my teammates, I'm, I'm, I'm flying the flag again for Carlin because Colin, not not even Carlin, Colin deserves a world champion because Colin puts so much work. Like, Colin's got a bad back today and he still came in at 8 in the morning with me to train. It's like, you know, his dedication and his loyalty to, to, to someone who is loyal to him is, is, you know, it's outstanding, mate. And Colin deserves a world champion. Do you ever see any of those those names that he ever do still drop into the gym for saying every now and again? Yeah, I always see Mark every Tuesday, Thursday. Mark trains with us. Uh, I always see Mark. Mark's you know one of me one of my best mates. Uh, Terry, just just by luck, yesterday uh, he messaged me, which was good to get a message off Terry saying he's getting in the gym. Uh, I see Sass. Sass is always in now and again. Sass has got a nice life. Every time I see Sass, he's flying on private jets to watch Liverpool home and away. Sass has got a good life, mate. He doesn't need fighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I speak to Paul Kelly, you know, I shouldn't say, but I speak to Paul Kelly here and there, you know, and uh, then Paul Taylor never really ever spoke to him much anyway, so, you know, see that he's still got his team carbon down in Birmingham, but, you know, this, that, the other, but, yeah, I mean, I still see them all, but it's it's very sad, you know, seeing such so much potential, and then it all just, in a blink of the eye, blink of an eye, just go, you know. Again, is that something that you've you've got in the position you're in? Something that you'd be a fool not to learn from, to know that the distractions and life can obviously get in the way of of what? Because there's no. St- I sat in here, you know, just a few years ago and had a very similar conversation with Terry Etten where he was telling me, "I'm going to be a world champion. I'm going to be the greatest." Obviously, his life took a different turn. You've got to learn from that, surely. Well, yeah, I've I've been distracted myself, Nick. Like you know, I, I grew up in Walton as well. You know, if anyone doesn't know about Walton, you know, it's a rough area and that. And there's always distractions, and it's the people you mix with. But you know, it's just, uh, it's just I've I've been through so so much up to this point. Even though I'm only 24, just to get sidetracked, you know, I feel like I'm on that line now where the line won't stop. You know what I mean? Like nothing can nothing can stop me unless a catastrophe happens. You know, where I'm in a club and. I'm, I'm a fight and I kill two lads or something, but apart from that, mate, there's, I'm on the line and the, the, the line's bright. You know, it look, it looks the future look good, it looks good. You know what I mean, mate? I've just signed my new contract with the UFC. You know, you know, I'm obviously an up and coming. And yeah, you know, there's no one else in England. I don't look at anyone else in England apart from me and you know, like Dear Casey and a few other guys who who are really gonna get to the top. You know, I know the Dear Casey just lost his last fight, but still, he's still a superstar. You know what I mean? And I don't see anyone else, mate. I only see myself and a few others, and that's it, mate. I really do. In terms of, we'll get on to the state of maybe UK MMA compared to Brazilian MMA, but you mentioned it then, the UK talent coming through. There is two welterweights that are doing well in the, in the UFC as well. Uh, Rocky Edwards out of Birmingham has put a bit of a run together. He's on this Rotterdam card as well. And also a, a lad with some Liverpool ties, Danny Roberts, obviously had that big win back in Glasgow a couple of weeks ago. Uh, where do you kind of see yourself in terms of their progress, your progress? You know, Rocky's put a run together. Yeah, no, I, I've been watching Rocky for a while. No, he's a good fighter, you know. He's quiet, he's humble, he doesn't, he doesn't talk no shit or not, you know. And uh, he, he can fight, and he hasn't, he hasn't got that many fights either. He, so he's, he's inexperienced, but he, he, he's beaten everyone. He's got a good fight now. I think he's going to win as well. 
I think Rocky's, you know, a guy that can uh, really break into the top 20, top 10, you know what I mean? And then Danny has seen his last fight, you know, it looked like it was a hard fight in the first round and then he fucking knocked the guy out with that that left. That was a good knockout for him, you know. I feel, I feel like Danny, you know, he can do well, but I don't I don't see Danny ever breaking into the top 10. I, I don't see that. I, I'm, you know, I think he, you know, he trains hard, he's got a good head on him. You know, he seems like a nice guy. He doesn't talk shit himself or not, and he's focused. He's got a family, but uh, you know, I've I've seen his fights and that, and he, he's good. He, but I just don't ever see him beating a guy like you know Gunnar Nelson or something like that. Whereas I know I can beat these guys. That they, they, they need to worry about beating me. You know, guys like Gunnar. And that. I know they're higher than me. And you know, I, I've recently seen Santiago Ponzinibbio beat Gunnar. I, I mean, I know if I went into the cage with him, he couldn't touch me, and it'd be another striking clinic. So. I know that I can break into these top tens and, you know, hopefully one day fight the champ if it's still the champ, Tyron Woodley, which in my opinion, you know, he is the champ, you know, what he's just done to Damien Maia, you know, that guy's a physical specimen, but Damien was hitting, with, hitting him with left shots on the chin and Damien ain't no striker, if, if Tyron gives me a chance, I'll, I'll snap his face off with shots like that, you know what I mean, mate? Let's talk about that fight then because we talked about it on last week's show, we reviewed 214. And um, to be honest, you know, Adam was hating on it. A lot of people were hating on the fight, saying it was boring, it was a sleeper. To me, I thought it was quite technical. I was engrossed by it because I felt like anything could happen at any one moment. Even explosive punch or an explosive takedown could have changed the fight. We, but one thing, my my one observation was I was disappointed with with Damian Meyer in terms of, you know, I even said it on last week's show he didn't do a pull sass, he didn't pull guard. You know, wh- why did he keep going for that single leg? I don't know. It makes it look like he was trying to pull guard sometimes. I don't know. It's just. You know, people say the fight was shit, and you know, for me watching as well, you know, it wasn't that that good of a fight. The thing, the thing with it is, you know, Tyron's coming out and he's saying that Dana owes him a, a public apology and this and that. But Dana doesn't owe him nothing. Dana's the president, and Dana can say whatever he wants. He doesn't know Tyron nothing. Now Tyron's always banging on about how he wants a pay per view fight and how he wants, you know, a. Uh, George St. Pierre or Michael Bisping or Nick Diaz, and you know, to get them fights, you have to fight, and he didn't fight. You know, he he didn't go at Damien, and I, I know if he would have went at Damien, maybe something would have happened. But this is the fighting game, and you know, he, he, you can't be crying for these type of money fights if you're fighting like that. He, the, the public don't want to see it. The public don't want to see it. That's not a pay per view seller. No one wants to see it. You'll be lucky if you see Tyron topping a bill again. So like, you know, he, he can't. He, it, it it was an okay fight for someone like us watching. You know, clinical and the the strategies worked, but. You have to come to fight. Like, and I don't know if I came to fight Damien. You know, I would have me plan and my st- strategy sorted, but I'd go at him and I'd go, you know, go for fights. You know, what am I doing in there if I'm not fighting? You know, so Tyron, he he's been like that in his last two fights. Now, you know, he, he he cries money and he cries this, but he's still getting good wages, mate. He's still getting five hundred grand and he's still getting his sponsors and monster and whatever. So, you know, I I don't really I don't like Tyron's attitude to be honest with you. He seems like a nice guy, and but. He says Dana owes him apology. What for? Dana, Dana doesn't like the fight. He doesn't know your apology. If Dana doesn't like one of my fights, but okay, he doesn't like it. Whatever. Yeah. Still the champion, you know what I mean? It's, it's he's a bit of a baby. He's a bit of a crier. So what's happened there then? Why has he suddenly become so protective of the belt? Because all the way to the belt, he looked amazing. Starch and everyone. Starch as Robbie Lawler becomes the champ. And now he seems to have gone backwards. That, that's what happens. Uh, I, I remember, if we go back to Terry, I remember Carl speaking about Terry and saying, Terry got that way like didn't want to lose so he'd fight safe you know in his last couple of fights I don't know whether it's true or not but Tyron's doing the same he doesn't want to lose the belt you know 
and you know I, I'm it's okay me sitting here and say oh if I but you've got to come to fight you know you've got to come to fight you know you 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 can't just keep the belt like that well he can if he beats everyone but you know he's going to be crying in this when he, he knows that he's not getting this pay-per-view fight this pay-per-view you know he's, he's not worth pay-per-view he's not pay-per-view money you know he he, he, he can't fight connor because he's, he's not a pay-per-view draw he's, he's not no one wants to see him fight dana doesn't want to see him fight which is worrying because once the fans start switching off and obviously we've seen it now in the ufc that they're quite happy to make the money fights rather than make the number one contender fights but in terms of a money fight then we've been told now that the gsp fight's gone he's going to fight Brisbane. personally i don't think that'll ever happen i don't think we'll ever see gsp again anyway but what what does come next now then for woodley you can they put him in with that's gonna do we need someone that's gonna draw him into a fight someone like a cowboy perhaps mm, no I, I think he i think he more cowboy I think, if you ever see the fight when rory fought him Rory just put on a clinic against him, just ba 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 ba, just made them scared, made them, made them, you know, fake, and it was it was a lovely fight. I don't I don't know, mate. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta put someone in there who's just gonna come and just try and knock his head off yeah. and just go for it. Because then he'll have to go for it. Or you know, will he take them down and lie and pray and whatever? So I don't really know. I don't see the. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know about Tyron's future at the moment. I don't don't see a good future to be honest with you. So I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, the performance, obviously, and from the same card, Robbie Lawler getting that win over Cowboy, which was spoiled by the fact it wasn't five rounds, it was only three. But that would suggest that potentially Lawler's next in line. But then after beating Lawler with a with a quick knockout to win the title, do we need to see that fight again? No, I don't want to see I don't want to see him fight Robbie. Uh, completely knocked him out. It was a lovely knockout. Uh, I think I think Lawler's just sort of drifting now, isn't he? I think maybe he's coming to the end, probably. It's tough. Comes to fight, but you can only do so many fights like that, mate. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Santiago, it's a good fight. Yeah. Can't fight Wonderboy again. You know he's beat him twice now. You know Wonderboy's had his chance. You know the the, the top five there. It's actually the future's a bit dull at the moment, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Top of that welterweight division really has slowed down. It's largely because the champion is so is so negative on that same card then 214 uh, at the top of the bill we've seen the the return of of john jones uh would you agree greatest of all time now with that win yeah i mean he's uh, at the moment in time he is the goat there's, there's no telling us he's he's the best mate he's beat you know what he done to call me you know, I, I i actually thought call me could have won you know i, I like call me yeah. I, I do like him People don't like him, but he, he works hard, mate. And you can see after that fight how much that fight meant to him, you know. But I thought that was the best Cormier we've ever seen as well. Yeah, it was. It was. Apart from just before the knockout, if you watch, mate, I just I hate it when fighters. I always shouted a few of the fighters in here when we sparred and all whatever. He was plodding, you know, like with his guard. There was no movement. There was no moving in and moving out footwork. There was just a plod with his hands, and that's where the kick came from. If he would have been in a good stance and moving and hands high, could have been a different story. But that that's down to his coaches letting him letting him do that. I've seen him on pads the way he hits pads and he moves. He he plods. You know, like he he'll go from a wrestling stance to a boxing stance. And when he goes to his boxing stance, his stance is terrible. Yeah. Now that's something his coaches need to work on, obviously. But apart from that, mate, yeah, he looked great. He was fucking. He was there to fight. But John Jones is the best ever to do it. Give me a few years and yeah. I'll take that crown from him, mate. Yeah. The manner of the the performance f from Jones, obviously, 
the one time he throws that high kick is the time it connects right across the jaw. So for two rounds, he basically had that in his locker. He was throwing that low kick from someone that's obviously from a striking base like yourself. Is that something you watch and, and, and totally appreciate? Yeah, I do. I, I, I've always appreciated John Jones' strategy on it because he's not a guy who goes in and like goes to just have a, a war. You know, like you know what I mean. He doesn't go in for a war. He goes in. And he, he watches and he's work you can see he's worked it in the gym and then he boom he pulls it off and you're like he's worked that a million times and he's waited for the right chance and he's pulled it off once again, you know, look who's beat you know, there's no other fighter, even Demetrius Johnson, who's beat the type of opponents who John Jones has. You know, you just look at who he's beat, you know what I mean, mate? So I, you, we all have to take our hats off and give him credit. And half of them fights he done it while he was fucking on drugs, you know what I mean, mate? So you gotta take your hat off again. Like I, I don't think I could cope mentally going out a weekend and going on the coke or something and then going to fight, you know. So he's obviously a mentally strong person as well, you know what I mean? So I he's definitely the greatest. The only thing that took away from the performance for me was once again he gets on the mic afterwards and he starts you know, he pays tribute to Cormier, I wanna be more like you, you know, you're a role model for me. Well I just think John Jones is persistent trying to paint this picture that he's a role model and he's a nice guy. Why doesn't he just go, do you know what, I'm a fuck-up, I'm an arsehole, I'm basically UFC's version of Mike Tyson, you know, love me or hate me, I'm going to knock people out. Yeah, well, that's it, mate, you know, people can love or hate you on the outside of the fight, that doesn't matter, people aren't there to see what type of person you are on the outside, people are there to, to see what you like in the cage, people pay to see you fight in that cage, so... That's that's something that he, I don't know if he's getting advisors or if his coaches are telling him or what, but he he's definitely being a little bit fake with yeah. that day. Been, I enjoyed the way he paid tribute to Cormier, you know that that's nice. I like to see shit like that, you know how much hate and blood there was in it. But I don't like that fake shit, you know. Be who you are, just be the Mike Tyson of the UFC if you, if that's who you are. Don't try and you're not a role model, you're not because if kids in the gym were saying to me. Who, who, like if they were saying I want to be like John Jones as a fighter, I'd be like, oh great. But as a person, like, no, he's not. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm a saint, mate. You know, fucking. But I'm not. I'm never gonna paint this picture that I am a saint. You know, fucking. A lot, a lot of people know my past, including you, Nick. So I think that's a bit of a that'll be his downfall. Yeah, I, I agree because I think that the fa- the the fighters that the fans love most are the fighters that don't seem to put any shit out there and I, you know in, in some regards I'll include Conor McGregor in that he talks a lot of shit but he actually believes what he's saying but the likes of Cowboy Nick Diaz uh, you know Robbie Lawler these are the type of people that the fans really love because you know they're not fake they, they are who they are well if you if you, if you look at the, the Diaz's mate right and honestly right I'm fucking I'm actually fans of them the, the boss because they should be hated by everyone if you look at the things like the, what they do, they smoke weed, they fucking fuck, they go to clubs and have murder, you know, they, they should be UFC's worst, but well, they are UFC's worst, but the fans should hate them, but the fans don't, and why? Because they're real, and they're not fake, and they'll stop and take a picture with a thousand fans, and they're just, they're just, they're just two cool guys who've come from nothing, who smoke weed, and just go in there and fucking fight. And that's what people want to see me. I want to see that shit. See, I don't want to see that John Jones fake shit. You know, I don't want. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't like Tyron Woodley's like uh, in the ring. You know, in the cage, he's fucking good fighter. But on the outside, I don't. All all you ever see from Tyron is like moaning and whining and and this and that. And yeah, I want more. You get him. Listen, right. So if we could work it out right now, in his past three or four fights, he's had two million dollars. Made two million dollars. 
probably disclosed as well. He's probably getting more than He's that. definitely getting more monster. You know, he does the fox fox thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's a lot of money. So we could say, you know, in the past two or three years, he's earned five million, mate. That's a lot of money. What what more does he want? Yeah. What what does he want? You know, when he, if he fights another three three or four years, he's getting another five or ten, you know, so, something along the line. Because UFC's getting so big now, isn't it? What, what does he want? What what do you want, mate, Tyron? Like, you know, you just keep going on and whining. and No one wants to hear your shit no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's boring. Yeah. The fans don't like him. The fans don't. Yeah. Like, if I'm sitting here now and I'm a fan, I don't like him. No. But I like Nick. I like Nate. I like Connor. You know what I mean? I like Calbo Cerrone. I like Robbie Lawler. Cause they're just real. They just don't give a fuck. Another, another fighter as well. That, that, well, another champion, in fact, that fans just don't resonate with and don't connect with. And that's reflected, too, in the fact that he can't sell a ticket is Demetrius Johnson. Now he's chasing this Anderson Silva record. He's talking about all this. But from a fan's perspective, I, I want to get the fighters' take on it now, but from a fan's perspective, I don't give a fuck about no match and no record. All I do is look at his record and go, you may have matched Anderson Silva, but you know what? I won't even say maybe mention Anderson's record because I think that's in, in, in parts quite patchy. But compare it to John Jones, we touched on it earlier, who John Jones has beat. Beating the best flyweights in the world, the, the lightest talent pool alongside heavyweight probably, doesn't resonate with me as a fan he, he's, he's head and shoulders about it above every flyweight on the planet and he's fighting again in a couple of weeks time he's headlining the next pay-per-view yeah and there you go and, and he's fighting another flyweight because he refused to fight TJ Dillashaw because he said DJ Dillashaw wouldn't make weight and all that as a fan I wanted to see that fight I'd rather see him fight someone bigger and stronger do we, do we care about him beating up flyweights no, I well I didn't even know he was fighting Nick I'm in the UFC I didn't even know but the, the thing is right it's like John Jones now. What do I want to see John Jones do next? I want to see him go to heavyweight and beat all the heavyweights. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no one left. Light heavyweight, there's no one left. I thought Jimmy Manoa could have could yeah. had the fight with him. I wanted that fight for Jimmy. You know, I like Jimmy a lot. Jimmy just had a setback. You know, so that's a, that's a big setback for Jimmy now. The guy who beat Jimmy, I don't think he beats John. Not a chance. Go, uh, there's just no one left. So he has to go to heavy. So it's the same with Terencius Johnson. He has to go somewhere. He, he can't stay a flyweight. No one to see. Now, if he would have fought TJ, I would have definitely tuned in. My uncle would have bought pay per view. People would have bought pay per views. That's a pay per view fight. You know, maybe an undercard, but it's still a pay per view. But you know, he's fighting another flyweight. I don't even know the name. He's fighting. You know, yeah, I don't know. Just no, no one, no one cares. And you know what? He's another one that complains. He yeah. doesn't get paid. He doesn't get the money. Well, he does. If you're getting five hundred thousand dollars plus your other stuff for a fight, you are getting paid. You know, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. The sport's only been here 20 years. If you're getting $500,000, you're getting paid. Doctors don't get that in America, so you are getting paid. So, you know what? Obviously, us as fighters, and I've said it all along, mate, we deserve millions. We really do. And this is MMA fighters. Like, I've boxed. I've, I've fought my tie. Us as MMA fighters, we deserve the most money more than all the other athletes because we put our body so through so much more, you know, if you think just on, on, a, on a weekly basis, mate, wrestling, uh, you know, grappling, uh, strength and conditioning, boxing, sparring, it's fucking hard, mate, it's hard on your body, so, you know, we do definitely deserve a lot of money, but, you know, $500,000 is still a lot of money, mate, uh, so, like, Demetrius is there, and I'm not taking nothing away from me, because he's really, a, he's an unbelievable fighter, but, 
there's no one left. So if he stays in a flyweight, uh, you know what? In fact, if he stays in a flyweight, the fucking show, they, they should do something against him, uh, the, the UFC, because no one wants to see his shit. Well, Dana's even said that, you know, he was moaning about the fact that fly, um, they weren't getting the respect he deserved and all that. And you listen, flyweight fights are always entertaining, you know, the guys, they move so quick and everything, they throw so many shots. Flyweight fights are entertaining. But when you've got one guy who's so many levels above everybody else in the division one i feel like he's holding up the progress of that division because no one can get past him but two he's talking about a legacy he's talking about matching anderson silver the real legacy fight is for him to move up a weight division and fight for the bantamweight belt surely that proves his legacy definitely mate if you want to go 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 in this world and you want to be remembered and you want people to say you're the the greatest you got to do things like what connor done you got to go up two weights you you gotta fight people like Nick, uh, Nate. You gotta fight people like Floyd. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about the fight. He's doing it, and people will remember that shit. No one will remember Demetrius Johnson. He needs to go up to bantamweight. He needs to fight TJ. He needs to beat TJ. He needs to stay there. He needs to get the belt. Yeah, Garbrandt. He's got Garbrandt. It's a great fight for him because Garbrandt can smack, but he's dead fast. So there's loads of interesting fights for Demetrius. It's his own. He's his own worst enemy. It's like me when I go through these welterweights, mate. I'm looking for middle, I'm looking for light heavy, I don't care, it's fighting, fighting, Nick. fighting, fighting, I, I honestly don't care, mate, uh, I, co- I, I come from this, the fucking, as if, as if you would say, the streets, I just don't care, fought on me all my life, fighting, fighting, stop being a bitch, stop saying you don't get no money, you know, if you put a check on my hand for $500,000, you ain't gonna hear a squinter out of me, obviously you get to a point where you do deserve them pay-per-views and you, de- you deserve a cut and that, that's all good and well, you know, I, I'm, I'm all game for that, but you know, as we go back to retirement, well, you're getting $500,000 a fight, plus your Reebok, plus your Monster, plus, you know, I don't know how much, mate. It's a lot of money, Nick. But if he was starching people cold, then you could see the arguments. If he was entertaining, at the fa- but every fight the fans end up doing. This is what we go back to with Conor, mate. And, you know, a lot of people always on the lips of him, but this we go back, go back to. He was the pay-per-view, but he wasn't just coming and being a pay-per-view mouth. He was coming and starching people. Jose Aldo, he was, he, look what he done to Eddie Alvarez. I mean, he made Eddie Alvarez look like a little child. Yeah, yeah, he made him look like a little child, and he said, you know, anyone gets in here like that, they're not going to beat me, and that is why Connor was pay-per-view. Now, if Tyron was doing that, he would be pay-per-view. I mean, Tyron Woodley can't even trash talk, I mean, it's the worst trash talk I've ever seen in my life. He, he tries to come across as, like, this gangster, and I've ever seen him, like, on the embedded when he goes to, to like, all the basketball players, and he's like, hey, what up, my Jesus? Like, it's so fake. It's, yeah, it's... It's just fake, mate. It's just you can see right through him. The same with John. You can see right through John. But John's pay per view, John Ronda Rousey was pay per view because she was coming knocking people out. You know what I mean, mate? So you know, to me, just you're not pay per view, mate. But you're still getting a lot of money. What the fuck's your problem? Exactly. We touched on it there. Obviously, you mentioned Mayweather McGregor. We can't let you go without getting your take on it. Um, from your perspective, someone that has boxed as well. From your perspective, you know. It, has he got any chance of landing a shot? Uh, landing a shot, yeah, definitely, mate. Fucking, hell. I don't know what people are saying. He's not gonna. Land. He's definitely gonna land a few jabs and straights, and he's gonna get in there and you know try and scuffle me, me with her up. But he, he's not gonna win the fight. He, he's just not, mate. He's just, you know, is he, is he a real threat for four rounds? N- no, he, he, you know, he's. I just don't see how he. There's no disrespect to Conor. Yeah. I just don't see how he wins, mate. I, I really don't. I just. We're not talking about, you know, in fighting someone like Timothy Bradley or even Pacquiao. We're talking about the best boxer to have ever lived. Now, when I say that, I say it because 
he is the boxing science. Hit and don't get be hit, don't be hit, and he's beat everyone. There's no one who can fault his record or the opponents he faced. He faced everyone. He faced Pacquiao. He faced everyone, and he beat them all, mate. So you know, if if you were saying now, could McGregor beat Bradley? I'd be like, yeah, he can beat him. You know, this that, but it's just Mayweather, mate. He, he just can't beat Mayweather. He just can't. He just there's so many boxers who've tried to beat Mayweather, and they failed miserably. Canelo, Canelo was a young, hungry beast. And he just made him look like a schoolboy. And people are talking about Mayweather's age. He only fought 18 months ago, mate. You know, uh, 22 months ago, was it? Well, people are saying, people are holding on to the fact that, I think MMA fans are holding on to the fact that he's 40 means nothing because he's got a body of a 25-year-old. But he hasn't boxed in. Oh, it's two years. He's been out for two years. But he was out for two years after he beat Ricky Hatton. Came back and beat Juan Manuel Marquez. He hasn't been out the gym, Nick. This is what people don't realise about Floyd. He might have had two years off, but he hasn't been out the gym. Like anyone who follows uh, uh, fighting, like I do, I I, fo- I follow the best fighters. I don't follow the mid mid level fighters. I follow the best. So when I say the best, I'll follow a guy like Tyron Woodley because he's the best. I'll follow a guy like John Jones, and I'll follow a guy like Floyd Mayweather because he's the best. And you see what they do. Floyd does not leave the gym. He's in the gym every day, even when he's retired. Maybe he was in the gym every day. He doesn't eat shit. He, well, he does, but. You know, yeah, yeah. Fra- when he feels like a cheeseburger, he'll have a cheeseburger. But apart from that, mate, he's got a he's got a personal chef. He's eating clean all the time. His body is in tremendous shape. He's got all the best f- uh, physio and cryotherapy you can think of in the world. That man might be forty, but he's still thirty. If you get me, so it, it doesn't. People are holding on to this little thing that he's forty and he's going to be slow. Even if he be half of slow, it's still too much for McGregor. Uh, McGregor's a really good boxer because I'm a really good boxer. Like I was up the other week at a, a boxing uh, gym and I was fucking going going head to toe with them. But it's just it's Mayweather, mate. It's it's Mayweather we're talking about. This is not an Irish title fight or whatever else. This is the greatest boxer of this generation. Listen, not I think anyone who knows the business of fight sports knows exactly why the fight's happening. And you know, I'm, I mean, going to begrudge McGregor for earning the kind of money he's going to earn. But can he? Is there anything technically he can or should be worth? Let's say Colin had made the fight. You were fighting Mayweather in a few weeks' time. What could you possibly do in this gym over the next few weeks to try and spring an upset? I. This is this is just one thing, right? And I I use this a lot against when I spar against boxers, and people I'm seeing in my fights. If I was to fight Floyd Mayweather, and this is I'm a nobody, mate. So I don't want people to be thinking, oh, you got the remedy or whatever. This is just what I would do. I'd fake a lot because Floyd defends very good with his shoulder, and, that, and people what they do, they rush. If you ever see Victor Ortiz, they rush in and they try and get the shots off, or other people, they they rush with the shots. I would play the game and I would fake. So I'd fake jabs and I'd fake lefts and I'd fake and I'd get him twitching and I'd see where his head and his body would move. Do, do, do you understand? Like that, that that's something that I've, I've I've developed over years. Like I'll do. Like I was sparring with Tom Aspinall. You know, he's a fucking great up and coming heavyweight in in boxing. And you know, I know about his power. So the other week when I sparred him, I was just twitching and faking just to get him flinching. And I seen that his head drifted off to the left. So I was faking and as soon as I go to the left, bam! I come again and I catch him. That's just what what I if if I was recall that's what I'd work on. I, the one thing I'd work on against Mayweather would be fake. So if I could say anything to McGregor, 
openly listening to fight disciples yeah fake fake do you know that little mma stance is is gonna catch me with off guard a bit fake a lot fake you know fake twitch your shoulders and fake with your hips it's it's not about just doing that behind just you know twitching with your shoulder and your hip and and get him get him see where his head goes and you know maybe he can drag something out of that but it's not just hitting him with one punch you know he's got a he's got a fake hit him and then you know, carry on with it because we all see when he got hit with chain, it was one big punch, but he recovered quick because he's so fit, so he recovers. Now, you could smack him on the chin with a left and then bam, 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 another three shots. You know, you never know, mate. But is McGregor working on that? Is it the right strategy? What I'm saying, I don't know, but that's what I would definitely do to fight any boxer. If you said now, go in there with, with what's his face at Andre, Andre Ward, I'd, I, I, to beat him, I'd fake. You know, I'd obviously have to be in great condition for the twelve rounds. This is what I, another th- problem I think McGregor's gonna have the the, the twelve rounds. I, th- I, don't, I, I don't I don't know if he's gonna. Do you think fitness wise, 12, 12 threes is harder than five fives? No, I think he's gonna be fit, but it's all about muscle memory, Nick. If you've ever I've just done five rounds, uh, five rounds for five fours on the pads with Col, and at the end of the the third, it's 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 all it's 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 your shoulders. It's not about fitness. It's or cardio. You can see Connor does great cardio. It's your shoulders. Your shoulders just aren't used to them twelve rounds. And I don't think McGregor's shoulders are gonna be used to them twelve rounds. I really don't. I, I think he he might gas. But not in a way that he hasn't trained that or he's not fit. Just through total lack of experience of boxing. Boxing's a different ball game, mate. I've 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 actually fought boxing, I've done five rounders and six rounders. So I've done four rounders and six rounders. And even in the sixth round, you, you feel it. You know, it's all in them shoulders, mate. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very intelligent person when it comes to fighting. You know, stick me in a fucking behind the desk or a computer. I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. But we're fighting, mate. I'm very intelligent. And you can see I fight intelligently. So, you know, I, I know I know what I'm talking about. And, you know, this is just my opinion, mate. Take it or leave it. I don't give a fuck, you know. Do, do you think after this fight, um, this event, sorry, do you think Conor McGregor will come back to the UFC and fight again? Yeah, I... I think he will. People are saying he retired. He's got a lot of money, but I think Conor's a guy who likes to fight. I, I like his attitude. He, he comes and he likes to fight, and I do think he come back to the UFC. I think he's going to come back to the lightweight division. Now, who, who does he fight? You know, who's the pay per view draws? He's got Tony. You got Khabib. I don't want to see him fight Tony. I want to see him fight Khabib. Now, if he fights Khabib, that's a fucking hard fight, mate. That's a hard fight. He's been out so long now, and he's been training boxing. Now, you know what's Khabib doing? You know, we don't know, but yeah, wrestling bears. Most probably, mate. Most probably, but that's a that's another fight. So you know, maybe he could lose to Mayweather. Then if he comes back and loses to Khabib, you know, it's hard for Conor. But still, at the end of the day, where he where he's got to where he has now, mate. You know, all respect given, always definitely gonna go down as a as a great. So you know, uh, one final thing on that Mayweather McGregor fight. Do you think it's good for fight sports? Good for boxing? Good for MMA? Yeah, because you've got boxers interacting with MMA fighters and MMA fighters interacting with boxers and. You know, I was I was out recently just after my last fight and I was out with, you know, the Smiths and we were in uh, I can't remember where we were, but I remember just, you know, getting loads of you know, just just asking beefy questions and asking Stephen questions and even asking Paul. You know, just getting their take on the whole thing and you know it it's it's interesting, you know, we are all we're all coming together. I don't know whether it's for the better or for the worse, but it's not even like us against boxers, like 'cause as I say, mate, I started in boxing so I'm never going to have a biased opinion against boxing because boxing for me is still fucking the, the sweet science, you know what I mean? I, I love it, mate, I love it. So, you know, I think it's good. I really do. And it's for the money, mate. People can moan and whatever, but it's for the money. It's, it's for the money, what are you going to do? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Darren Till, you're the star. Enjoy the rest of your fight camp, and I'll catch up with you in Rotterdam. No worries. Another knockout. Another knockout. Another bad bonus this time. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.